Hi guys, we're back. We are back and I am Kush. I'm Sir Mac and this is Tales from the Kicks. Kicking the tails to you. That was nice. I like that. You like that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. I'm on the board. Check. (laughs) (laughs) One. (laughs) All right. So, um, this is part two. This is part. Oh, we've been wanting to do like an episode where it's like part one and part two too. Well, part two also. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I hate saying that where it's like, oh yeah, 52 two. What? Five two two or fifty two two? And you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I have been waiting for these for so long. And he's so high, he forgot to tell you what he's talking about. We are gonna start off with the kicks, of course. What oh, else? I was like, what the fuck did I forget, dude? <laughs> <laughs> We're starting off with the kicks, and he has been asking me nonstop. When you gonna pull them out? When you gonna pull them out? When you gonna pull them out? I wanna do those. I wanna do those. So we're back and we're here with the Jordan 5, DJ Khaled. We the best. And I need another one. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We got these, we got these on hand, and they're beautiful. Them hoes is just so I, oh my god. I bet you it feels like once you like you gotta get some like real slick socks. And see, that's the thing about the quilted inside. Mm-hmm. It don't matter really what sock you put on. Really? It's gonna slide in. Oh my god, I bet you that oh, I bet you it's like getting hugged on your feet. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. It's it's really, really fucking comfortable with the inside one, especially when they do it with the quilt. Mm-hmm. That's fucking, these are tough. Like, I, y'all don't understand. I have had my eye on these for so long. And I told him to go get them, but no. Look, I got bills sometimes. All right. Rattle, rattle, rattle. Rattle, rattle, rattle. Yep. Rattle, rattle, rattle. What does that mean? Bullshit. Wow. You know what's not bullshit? The fucking color waves on this fucking thing. The. Pink salmon on these <clears throat> is crazy. Then they hit it with like a little undertone at the bottom of the front half. Like at the very bottom of the yeah. shoe. They put it that little, just a little bit of pink in there. And it's just like, ooh, that it was such a nice subtle touch to it. Then you got the uh baby blue on the we the best in the back. Mm-hmm. That was clean. And then you have like the baby blue that's on the soles. Well, on the side, on the midsoles, yeah, and it's like, it's not, it's not, it's like the perfect amount of blue. Yeah, it's just a splash. Yeah. And they, once again, they put it on them teeth. Mm Mm-hmm. Because the five is based off the flighter jet, so you know how they have those teeth on the side? That's all they call them that. Oh, okay, okay. So, that's, that's what the five is based off of. Mm Mm-hmm. So, just like how they had a jet, they, the teeth, that's what they try to emulate there, they when they color that just that oh it makes it such a nice little just a little just a little something not too much not too and they always pick it with something so Mm -hmm. on this one you got the baby blue baby powder Mm. blue with the dark blue on they just fucking ridiculous they did their thing with that is this silver yeah, that's a 3M. That is a silver, right? A majority of the tongues are 3M. It's Mm -hmm. rare when you get a Jordan 5 without a 3M tongue. Okay. The 3M was for the flash, though, when they took a picture of that nigga jumping and dunking. What does it say on the inside here? Uh, Air Jordan and shit. Uh, Mm -hmm. Keep going on these. Oh, shit. On the normal pairs, they say 
Air Jordan. Okay. On these, it says one pair says keep, the other pair mm. says going. These these are definitely some of the best shoes I've seen. The quality, the leather. Mm-hmm. If you feel the leather is super soft, it's really, really good quality leather. <clears throat> like everything. And then I the, like I, I, what I liked about these was the air bubble, right? Because yeah. the air bubble, majority of the time you get like a colored air bubble, like a white one or some. This one is like a cream. Yeah. And that shit is just so clean. How did he get the air in there? I don't know, nigga. I'm just, no, I'm just saying, like, oh. it's, it's it's like, when, like, you're looking at a shoe, like, what do you even make? Like, how, it's crazy just to, like, think people built this. Yeah. Like, somebody. The technology that goes into some of these shoes is mm-hmm. just crazy. It's insane, dude. And a lot of people overlook that. And I even like the lace lock on this one because the it's not a, a actual see through clear lace mm-hmm. lock. It, it's it's still clear, but it's like transparent. Yeah, I mean it's definitely transparent, but it's like a cream color to it. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at it in the light, you can see. Oh like a, yeah, it's like a pinky. Well, it's a cream color to it, but with the laces running through there and the peach in there, it still look like mm-hmm. a peach cream, but. Man, that's the way they did that shit and pulled that shit together. Good job. For real. Like that shit is that shit is fire. And you could definitely check out our four minute video <laughs> for that one fan that goes out there and watches other videos on YouTube. We appreciate you. We do. We do. Shout out to you. And we're sorry about the delay and drops. Sometimes it just don't be working out. It's just it's just life. We're still very busy working. So we're just normal people who live extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? <laughs> you say who <laughs> we live to be extraordinary? Is that what you said? I said we're just normal people who live extraordinary. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. Damn, that was good. Thanks. That blew my fucking mind. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'll be here all week. I would hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I didn't even mean for that to be a pun, but anyway. um, So with your, with your story, would you, would you say the sheriff is like an imposter of sorts? I would definitely say he's an imposter. Just like the pops I have out here. There it is. I have the Riddler imposter. The Riddler. The Batman imposter. I have the Poison Ivy imposter. And we have the Scarecrow imposter. And once again, if you do not know what these pops look like, you can feel free to check out the two-minute video we have on YouTube where we briefly explain (laughs) what we have in front of us and give you a visual summary of everything. So, shout out to the, like I said, shout out to that one person. The one girl, person that is just sticking boy, by our side, by man. Our side, watching those videos. You're the real MVP out there. I appreciate you because you we liked do. it. I seen, I seen that one like you gave me. Appreciate it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There was one like on the video. Hey, one like one like is more than no likes. Hey. Hey. That was progress <laughs> to me. I was like, yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. 
Somebody did it. Somebody? <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, I was waiting for like a fucking movie scene to pop up or something because that's exactly how I felt. Oh, uh, no. No no surprises here, bud. <laughs> okay. All right. Just me and my videos and one person watching them. Fuck yeah. You know what? Just because you watch them, that's for you. That was for you. That was nice. That was very nice. <laughs> wow. I I mean, I want to go like the video now, too. <laughs> So, just a quick recap. We have the Jordan 5. We the best. One of the baddest shoes that dropped last year. And <laughs> this shit is crazy. The, 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 the whole colorway is crazy. The box is crazy. The pack It's a big fucking box. The way they put it in, they treated it almost like a Jordan 11. Got the outer shell, then the box. Box says keep going. You got the scribbles. We the best. On the box and on the shell, it's just keep going. Is on the box, like they, they did that shit. You know what I would like to see? What's that? I would like to see how they're made from like fucking start to finish, box included. Like I want to see the process for like every fucking detail that goes into this. Huh. I'm not sure if you can see Nike's process, but I'm sure you can see it. Like a video and get the gist of how it's made. Yeah, that's true. Because they're not gonna Nike's not gonna show you their technology. Nobody's gonna show you their technology. That's true. You can find a bootleg one though, like mm-hmm. a, like a general product type shit, like some shit that's like whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I'm pretty sure a quick YouTube shirt should solve that issue. <laughs> Well, shit, I could probably even get on TikTok and look it up. Eh, I, I do YouTube because you want to see the whole thing. Mm-hmm. TikTok, they going to fucking cut corners. It <laughs> might not even be their fucking video. You don't even know what you're watching because this whole time, sometimes, like, you never see the person. All right. All right. I've been I've been peeping that shit. That shit been freaking me out sometimes. <laughs> Niggas be making shit and they ain't even in the video. Like, what the fuck? Who the fuck are you, Houdini? <laughs> Fucking Wing Gotham Jones over there or some shit? You got a magic stick over there or some shit? What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Oh my goodness. I need to see the person in the process. I can't just see just the process. Cause then that'd be tricky. Cause like, well, did you really do it? Tricky, 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 tricky. Sorry. <laughs> Guess I'm talking to myself. I'm listening. I. <laughs> I'm lit. 
I'm listening. Edit. Edit. I'm listening. That was the end of our oh. my statement, and you just went with it's tricky. So <laughs> I guess it is tricky. <laughs> Try to have a conversation, but we not. Yeah, it's tricky. <laughs> <laughs> it's tricky, 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 tricky. I don't even want to hear it, sir. I don't even want to hear yeah, it. Yeah, like I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. All right. Fair enough. I apologize. It's cool. I apologize. It's all right. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say it three times so you know I mean it. That don't tell me shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's no you said it. Sorry three times now. Thanks. That's cool. It's tricky. tricky, tricky. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Okay, okay. Let's, let's fucking. So, I'm excited. <clears throat> let's get back to what you are here for. To what you are here for, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, I know how much you love the shoes and how much you love these pops. But you really came for this tale. For part two. And with that being said, I will continue. Dun, dun, dun. Now, when I last left off, we were talking about Calkins and how he, how his time that is actually recorded from what everybody could find. It was determined that he left, he was left with about an hour and 48 minutes to where his whereabouts and activities were not determined. And nobody can say for certain where he was for that time. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you said nobody, nobody knows where he was during that entire time. Yes, for an hour and 48 minutes after he left with Santos, mm-hmm. he disappeared for an hour and 48 minutes. You know how much shit you can do in an hour and 48 minutes? You can do a lot of fucking shit in a an lot. hour and 48 minutes. Especially if you are someone that is of law enforcement and you have accessible... You have accessibility to other areas most people don't. Mm-hmm. You know the area because you've been, I mean, working, you've been there. working there. Yeah. So where did he go? Where did he went? What he do? <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows. So I will continue where. And again, this is from CNN. The article that they did. Just so we all aware. You can go check it out still on there it's not clear whether investigators analyze any location data from Calkins agency issued Nextel phone no such records were included in the reports released by the sheriff's office to CNN and in 2021 agency agency spokesperson Carrie Partington wrote there is no location data available for the phone There are other gaps in the public record, too. The available dispatch records for Calkins on the day Santos disappeared only cover the time from 6.45 to 11.19 a.m. What the fuck? Less than five hours and nowhere near a full shift. When asked why, 
or whether Calkins worked only a partial shift that day. Partington did not have an answer. We have provided all the records we have regarding this, she wrote. Thus, what Calkins did after 11-19 that day is unknown. What the fuck? <clears throat> so, um, I'm briefly trying to make as much sense of this as possible. Um, they have a brief, uh, a map on here, and it shows the locations of the five locations he was known mm-hmm. to be on that day. So, the first location is uh, the crash where Santos was. Then, the second location is supposedly where he dropped Santos off at, which is a circle K. And it seems like it's maybe a few blocks at most, maybe one full city block is what it's looking like. Then he's reported to be all the way back across town by the Serve substation. But again, there's no records of that. Mm-hmm. Then he's reported to be a few blocks away on the other side on the same side of town as the Sarah station, but on the other side, like there's a big ass community. Mm-hmm. So he's like right on the other side of the community. Cause yeah, that makes sense. Hopefully it does. Then for sure, he shows up a little further down to the middle of all the locations at the hospital. And that's where he for sure was there. They just don't know when he got there and how long he had been there. Damn. That's fucking insane. Yeah. And it's crazy because police can't keep up with the police. Mm Mm-hmm. So hopefully I made enough sense of that. There's five locations he's known to be for that day before he just completely goes off the radar. And the fifth location seems to be in the middle of all the other locations. But if you're looking at the map, it's just so much greenery around there. It's just, I don't know if that's water or land, but it's just like, dude could have really went anywhere. Damn. Yeah, he definitely could have went anywhere. That's insane. And then it's like, it seems like a real tight knit city. Like, it doesn't seem like there's too much of anything. It seems like there's maybe, I mean, there's definitely Naples Park. There's definitely one big community, but Mm -hmm. it's like all the other communities are not as big as that one, right? Well, Naples Park. It's just like a lot of side roads, a lot of streets, a couple of highways. Like two or three, four main roads. <laughs> so I don't know. And then out of all, like I said, out of all five locations, only two of them are actually <clears throat> factually like he was for sure yeah. there. And that's the crash site and the hospital. Mm-mm. And the crash site in the hospital is not that far from each other. Mm-hmm. Seems like you take one road. Yeah, M.O. Kaylee Road. You drive right down M.O. Kaylee Road and you're there. 
You can get to the crash site that he was at and you go down and you can get to the hospital that he was at. In that same street, that's where Circle K is. And it seems like if you keep going straight, you'll end up close to the fourth location that he said he was at. So there's about four locations off of that one road. What the fuck? That's, yeah. Now that's that's one hell of a hide and seek game. So, yeah. Um, I, I, I see why it's easy for him to say, say, oh, I was here or I was there because if he did anything off of Emma Kaylee Road, he had an hour and 48 minutes to just be like, and yeah. Who, and who knows what's out there? Yeah. That's the scary part. Who the fuck knows what's out there? So on October 29th, about two weeks after Santos disappeared, his brother George filed a citizen's complaint against Calkins. Brother lost after badge number 235 put him, Felipe, inside a patrol car, he wrote. Felipe never got home. The sheriff's office opened an internal affairs investigation and assigned it to Sergeant Doug Turner, who had previously worked as a patrol deputy along Calkins in North Naples. As an internal affairs investigator, Turner was used to... As an internal affairs investigator, Turner was used to interviewing people who called frequent flyers. He was used to interviewing people he called frequent flyers. That is deputies who generated a lot of citizen complaints, but Calkins was not one of them. On November 4th, three weeks after Santos disappeared, Turner interviewed Calkins about it and he found this story a little strange. I could not get Steve to engage me, he told CNN. And just whenever I asked him a question, he would go directly to the report and just start reading from the report or the memo that he wrote. He was pretty much like reading from a book instead of just, you know, talking to me. Tell me in your own words what happened. Turner recalled wondering, why didn't you take him to jail? Why did you take him to the Circle K? You know, he said he's trying to give him a break and stuff like that, but it was just, it was just odd, you know? But you also look at the, and look at it as here's what we've got a veteran officer that's been on the job for, you know, 15 years at the time or so. He was just getting burnt. He was just getting burned out, lazy or whatever, and just didn't want to do the paperwork. As for what happened to Santos, Turner recalled thinking maybe he just left in. On November 27th, the judge issued a bench warrant for Santos after he failed to appear in court. That same day, Captain Jim Williams reviewed the internal affairs investigation of Calkins and wrote, I can find no bias for linking Captain Calkins to the alleged disappearance of Santos. 
I believe that Calkins' actions in this situation were responsible, lawful, and proper. Wow. <laughs> oh, shit. So, finding somebody driving <clears throat> without registrations or a license or insurance and after a wreck you gonna give them a break not only did you give them a break it's lawful Mm. Mm -mm -mm. when everybody else is wondering why didn't he go to jail cause he was trying to give them a break cause he's a nice guy good guy but he is not is he no no he's not he's a bad guy this is just it's freaking me out about how much shit he just get like how much shit he got away with and everybody's just like nah he didn't do it nah couldn't have been him couldn't have been him nah they just left like he just let you telling me a guy who's about to have a baby and is working for his family <clears throat> just decides, you know what? That was a close one there. I'm gonna just be out. Exactly. Like, no. That shit ain't gonna happen. That is that's weird as fuck. That is. Like, that I don't I don't understand why people think like, oh well. Maybe he did this. Bitch, you really think he gonna do that? Like, you really think he gonna... You think we would, like, wouldn't know if he was gonna do some shit like that? Like, the whole family showed up to bail this man out. Wasn't nobody expecting him to be... It wasn't no signs of him not being there. That's fucking ridiculous. Like, it wasn't nothing to suggest, oh, he's gonna leave. Right? Like you just got to I don't understand when people when people do that shit. I wonder like do they really think like oh yeah, we got them now. They're going to believe this. On uh. December 2nd, Calkins was exonerated of carelessness in deputy in deputy performance. Very nice. Hmm. <laughs> and the disappearance of Felipe Santos. Forty-one days later, Hawkins was back on patrol when he saw Terrence Williams driving an old white Cadillac. Here we fucking go. (sighs) Yes, because we know how this goes. (sighs) This is ridiculous. Now we jump to the disappearance of Terrence Williams. This is no way that... (sighs) Edit. There is no way to know what time Calkins first saw Williams on January 12, 2004, because Calkins did not report the traffic stop to dispatch as it was happening. Oh, real, uh, real quick, sorry. Do they does did they not have body cams? No, that shit just started. Body cams just started. Like, For real? Yeah, that shit just started like not that long ago. Okay. They've had dash cams on their cars longer than they've had fucking body cams. That's another thing, too. But see, and it also depends on where you at because it depends on how much the budget is and what you can and can't get on your damn car. Mm -hmm. 
So like big cities, they got like every car got cameras and all that shit. Other cities, they they got cameras on the lights. Yeah. Other cities, they may or may not have that. But now I think it's required all of them have that fucking body cam. Mm-hmm. But that's another thing I was thinking about was like, damn, his car didn't have a fucking dash cam. That's, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I hope he, I hope there's enough evidence. They, I hope that they uncover enough evidence to either nail this guy or find the person that's responsible for it. But I, I just, I, I really wanted them to find the bodies. That's true. Or find, you know, find them. Find, find the something. Yeah, find them. I thought by now they would at least found somebody, like, because there ain't no way. There's got to be, like, somewhere, somewhere out there is, like, a spot nobody fucking knows about. And that's the thing. It could have been a spot that got developed. It could have been a spot that, because it's been 2004, that's... Damn, 19 years? Mm. Damn, that's tough. That's tough as fuck. That's horrible. Oh, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't even know. It's, it's, it's sad to think about. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's really disturbing, but... Yeah. <sighs> A full week later, when Calkins finally wrote his report, he said he saw the white Cadillac around 12.15 p.m. But this is probably not true. It may not even be close. Terrence Williams was 27 years old and had learned a few things as a black man in America. Fred said Williams had encountered the police enough times to have a policy. When an officer pulls you over, do your best to make sure there are witnesses. That is so fucking true. That so couldn't that true. couldn't have been like that couldn't that couldn't have been said any fucking better. That is like that's fucking crazy, right? Yeah. It's crazy that that's the actual fucking norm now. Like Oh, yeah. If you're getting pulled over, well, like, see, make that's, sure. That's something that, you know, if you're black, that's something people tell you all the time. Like, you know, off rip. Don't pull over where ain't no fucking witnesses. You can't, you can't do that. Don't do that. I don't give a fuck how far down you got to drive. I remember when a motherfucker asked me one time, <laughs> why did you drive so, uh, why didn't you stop back there? Light. I couldn't see back there. Mm-hmm. I gotta be, yeah, <laughs> You nah. trying to see me, I'm trying to see you, because what you doing? <laughs> you want to see what I'm doing, and I want to see what, what you, you fucking doing. doing. Simple as that. Click, clack. No, pat, pat. Did anybody pass by, I need them to see what we doing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't need nobody coming out blindsiding us. Oh, man. It's, it's, it's dangerous. Like, I feel like... Do you feel like the... Do you feel like it's more dangerous now or do you feel like it was more dangerous back when we were kids? I feel the danger has always been there. It's just as a kid, you're not, you're not looking at the fucking news. You're not 
looking shit up. You not mm-hmm. seeing you like for me, I didn't really get a good grasp on everything until like I was like then in high school, cause it was just like you get so caught up into your world, you you got your own sports going on, you got your own academics going on, you know, mm-hmm. you got so much going on as a child. And then you trying to make time for friends and then y'all playing. So you only paying attention to like sports and shit like that. But then as you become older, then it's like, fuck, nigga, this whole time, like anything could have happened. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. You, don't, you, you don't realize it. But now as an adult, you realize it more. So I don't think that times have gotten more or less danger. I just think that it's more. We're more aware we're of more it. We're more aware of it. And people are taking the time now to talk more about it mm-hmm. versus just whatever the fuck. Okay, okay. That we used to do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. That's all. That's all I'm a. That's all I'm gonna. That's as far as I'm gonna pull us off the tracks. Thank you. You're welcome. Everybody listening, you're welcome too. <laughs> and there were witnesses. There were. There were witnesses. Hell yeah, there was. At least three. Three. Ooh, that's good. They all told investigators that the traffic stop happened before 10 a.m. and perhaps as early as nine. Oh, shit. That's about three hours earlier than Calkins would later claim. Further contradicting the timeline. Further contradicting the timeline. Put forth by Calkins, Williams was scheduled to start his shift at Pizza Hut at 10 a.m. that day. Because if you do remember, mm-hmm. he was making his way to work. Mm-hmm. With Calkins on his tail and the cruiser lights flashing, Williams pulled over into a parking space at the Naples Memorial Garden Cemetery. In view of an administrative building, Jeff Cross, who worked there as a family service counselor, was standing on the porch when the two cars pulled in. He told CNN that both men got out of their vehicles and the deputy patted patted Williams down and Williams kept patting his pockets and putting his hands in the air. Making it clear he didn't have a driver's license, Calkins put Williams in the back of his patrol car and drove off. What happened next is unknown because investigators found Calkins' own account unreliable. Mm-mm. He took one polygraph test with inconclusive results, one that showed no indication of deception, and the third test that indicated deception. What the fuck? Regardless, some of his statements contradicted the verifiable facts. Here are three more claims from Calkins that others dispute or find impossible. One, the vehicle appeared to be having problems. The driver said he just bought the car and it was not running right. In his report, Calkins said that this is why he pulled Williams over. The Cadillac wasn't running properly, but later in the legal uh, deposition, Williams' mother, Marcia, said 
Nothing was wrong with that car. William's stepfather told CNN the same thing. After they recovered the Cadillac from the tow yard, Marcia started it up and drove it home. What the fuck? Calkins claimed Williams told him that he was now late for work, and he asked me if I could please give him a ride. In her deposition, Marcia Williams said her son would never have been would have never asked the police officer for a ride because he can't stand them. Them being the police, which he mm-hmm. can't stand. Number three. According to Calkins, Williams asked me again for a ride so that he would not lose his job and that it was just up to the Circle K at the Wiggins Pass Road. It was just up to the Circle K at Wiggins Pass Road. I'm guessing that's the street. Um, The Calkins report suggests that he drove Williams to the Circle K because Williams worked there or somewhere nearby. But neither is true. Williams worked at a Pizza Hut more than two miles away from that Circle K. Even if Williams asked Calkins for a ride, there is no discernible reason he would have asked Calkins for a ride to the Circle K. In any case, investigators never found any confirmation that Williams was seen at the Circle K that day. Jeff Cross, mm-hmm. one of the cemetery workers, watched Calkins drive away with William with Williams in the patrol car. He expected Williams to be arrested for driving without a license or valid registration. And so he was quite surprised when a detective showed up eight days later to ask him about Williams' disappearance. It still bugs me to this day because I feel like he got away with something, Cross said, referring to Calkins. We all thought that he had taken him somewhere to never be seen again. Hmm. Two deputies and a disturbing phone call. Sometime, Sometime afternoon, sometime afternoon that day, Calkins returned to the cemetery to have the Cadillac towed. At 12.49, he placed a recorded call to dispatch. It was answered by Dave J., a patrol deputy who had worked in North Naples with Calkins. J. was was filling in on the dispatch desk, as deputies sometimes did for extra pay. Yes, this is 1 Alpha 30 North Naples, Calkins said. Could you run a VIN for me, please? For 30 bucks, Jay replied. You got to give me 30 bucks first. (laughs) How about 20, Calkins said, going along with the joke. Both men laughed and said things that were hard to decipher on the recording. Then Calkins changed his accent and begun using what an internal review later called unprofessional fake African-American jargon. Whoa. Edit. Then Calkins changed his accent and began using what an internal review later called unprofessional Fox African-American jargon. 
I got a homie Cadillac on the side of the road here, Calkin said. Signal 11, <laughs> Signal 52, nobody around. Signal 11 meant it was abandoned, and Signal 52 meant it was disabled. Neither description was true. The tag comes back to nothing. It's a big old white piece of junk Cadillac, Calkin said. Oh, shit. I'm towing it. <laughs> Damn. After relaying the vehicle identification number to Jay, Calkin said, still using his fake accent, is going to come back to one of the brothers from Brothers Up in Fort Myers. Is going to come back to one of the brothers up in Fort Myers. Both men laughed again. Jay looked up the number in the database and told Calkins the vehicle had no assigned registration. They laughed some more. It's a homie's car, Jay said. We just drive it, man, Calkins said. We don't follow no rules, sucker. What the fuck? <laughs> Jay said. We just be driving it, Calkins said. When Jay asked where the car was, Calkin said it was at the cemetery at the corner of Vanderbilt, 111th Street. Maybe he's gonna, maybe he's out there in the cemetery, Calkin said, refer, referring to the Cadillac's driver. He'll come back and his car will be gone. After Williams was reported missing, wait, wait, wait. I just wanna say that shit was fucking <laughs> weird. <laughs> as fuck cause like why are you working at the police station that shit that's funny <laughs> and but then not only that like I feel like I feel like that was a clue mm -hmm. when he said maybe he's gonna come back from the cemetery wow wow <laughs> That was a good one. Because, like, why the fuck are you at... Why would the fuck... You know you drove off with him. Drove off with him. You left <laughs> the cemetery with him in your vehicle. He was there. So, how would he... How else would he come back from the cemetery? Because he killed him. And he left him in the cemetery. Yep. We're somewhere near it. Because that's the trippy part. He he was there with him for the stop. Mm -hmm. Left with him in the back. Came back without him for the car. They, they don't got no goddamn dogs. Cadaver dogs? The hunting dog something? Yeah, but you need a scent. And they fucking, they went through his car. The shit was spotless. But it was by the time they went through his car, the shit was spotless. So then, like, the mother could have brought something from home. That's normally what they do anyway. Yeah, but if you got in the car, that scent is going to be gone. It's only going to go so far. You don't know where to go. This is true. Damn, yeah. Oof. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. After Williams was reported missing, and investigators heard the tape of this call the Kohler County Sheriff's Office reprimanded both duties for conduct unbecoming of a law enforcement officer in an interview with CNN 
Hunter, the former sheriff, was asked about the phone call. It further induced suspicion, Hunter said. Later, Calkins admitted in a letter to the sheriff that his words were in poor taste. After Calkins submitted to a psychological assessment in 2004 to see if he was still fit to serve as a deputy, an investigator's and an investigator's report said that Calkins does not appear to have a strong racial bias. Wow. When Jay was interviewed about what he said on the call, he said it was inappropriate slang and regrettably, I used poor judgment. Jay declined an interview request from CNN. He, he told an investigator that some of his batter with Calkins was derived from a scene in the 1983 film Sudden Impact starring Clint Eastwood as the police detective, Dirty Harry. <laughs> in that scene, Callahan shoots four black men while foiling an armed robbery in a coffee shop. Damn. They wasn't fucking around. Jay recalled a conversation with Calkins where where we were talking about the Dirty Harry movies and we know we really like them. And then I started talking about the that particular scene where the guy says sucker and all that. And mm-hmm. it just kind of became something that we said a lot between the two of us. And and actually, if you talk to the guys on my shift, I say that uh, I say that all we say that a lot. This nigga talked in like broken English. My bad. <laughs> and and actually, if you talk to the guys on my shift, I say that all. We say that a lot because I just, I just found that scene to be very funny for when it hit me. You good over there? No, because, end quote, that was what he said. Shit. Fuck. Yeah, I didn't like that either. Sudden Impact is a classic Vigilante film. In this genre, the justice system is typically seen as a failure, and the protagonists take the law into their own hands. Interesting. Did Calkins encounter Williams a second time? In his report, Calkins described the conversation that he claimed to have had with Williams as he dropped them off at the Circle K. I told him he had better make plans right away to get his car, and he said that he would take care of it, and he thanked me. I asked him for his name, and he said Terrence. I also warned him that his tags were expired, but he said the receipt and proper registration were in the glove box if I wanted to check it out. Calkins wrote that he went back to the Cadillac, checked the glove box, and found it was empty. I now phoned the Circle K and asked for the Terrence, and the clerk that answered the phone said that he said that she did not know any Terrence. 
he wrote, although investigators checked his phone records and could not find no proof that he called the Circle K. I know, I now felt that Terrence had deceived me. I now called for a wrecker, thinking that the Cadillac was now abandoned or maybe even stolen. After Crossland Towing moved, excuse me, edit. After Crossland Towing removed the car, I went back to the Circle K and the surrounding area to search for Terrence, but I could not locate him. Investigators would consider another possibility. Calkins did find Williams again. Shortly after 1 p.m., Calkins called dispatch with some new information. In previous calls about the Cadillac at a cemetery, he had not mentioned Terrence Williams' name. But at 1.12 p.m., he called to ask for a warrants check on Terrence D. Williams. He said the date of birth was April 1st, 1975. Investigators found this significant because it was not Williams' real birth date. It was a false one that Williams sometimes gave the police when he was in a jam. That that date of birth was not written on any official documents that Calkins could have found. Sergeant Mike Canoval of the Kohler County Sheriff's Office wrote that he told Calkins it appeared that he had made contact with Terrence Williams a second time. Calkins denied this. According to Koval's report, Calkins said the entire incident with Williams had been so routine, so trivial, he just did not remember the kind of things we keep asking. Thus, Calkins had trouble explaining how he got the new information about Williams. You only know that this guy is Terrence. There is no paperwork in the car. It doesn't come back registered. But now when you call, you've got his full name, Terrence D. Williams, and you've got his birth date. Koval said, where did you get it? Because the date of birth you gave, absolutely nobody knows but Terrence. Hmm. Caucus said, it's on absolutely no documentation anywhere, Koval said. So 13 minutes after the car is towed and you go back looking for Terrence, you now have all his information. My question is, where did you get it? Where did I get that date of birth? Calkins said. As Koval kept pressing him, Calkins sighed. Oh, brother, he said. <laughs> I'm all confused again. <laughs> this fucking guy, oh, dude. fuck, dude. This fucking dude. Fuck, dude. <laughs> Dispatch records show a gap of 53 minutes from 1.01 to 1.54 p.m in which Calkins did not respond to any calls. He called for the warrants checked on Williams during that time. Later, when Calkins failed a polygraph test from Internal Affairs, the question that the question that elicited the strongest reaction indicating deception was, was Terrence with you when you ran his 4175 DOB over your next tail. The second strongest reaction came after the question, after you dropped Terrence at the Circle K, 
Did you have any further contact with him? The gap of unaccounted time that afternoon may be much longer than 53 minutes. At 1.54, Calkins reported to dispatchers that he was conducting a traffic stop, and at 2.18, he reported having written a citation. Dispatch records indicate that Calkins called in license plate numbers both times as he claimed to be making a stop that day, but investigators never found the citation he supposedly wrote that afternoon nor did they find another one that he supposedly wrote that morning. A CNN search of court records showed that Calkins issued ticket number 9661-CNA five days before Williams disappeared, and he issued ticket number uh, 9663-CNA the day after Williams disappeared. What the fuck? According to an investigative <clears throat> report, citation number 9662-CNA is unaccounted for is unaccounted for and was never turned in by Calkins. Wow. What in the fuck? Sheriff spokesman Carrie Partington said detectives did check to see if he had issued a verbal or written warning, but no documentation could be located. In other words, there is no definitive proof that either traffic stop was real. Calkins did not write many tickets. An average of about one per month was one per month the previous year but he claimed to have written to the day Williams disappeared. That's crazy. That's fucking insane. Both of these questionable traffic stops occurred during time windows in which he could have encountered Williams. The first at 9.50 a.m., around the time the cemetery, the cemetery workers said they first saw Calkins and Williams, and the second at 1.54, Lot Long, after Calkins dispatched with the secret false date of birth. What? This shit is fucking, this shit is deeper than I thought. I have an idea why'd he do that, said Molly, the former federal prosecutor, because he was up to no good. When you're doing something that you shouldn't, you make sure that somebody sees you in a way that would help cover it. If Calkins faked the second traffic stop, and if he actually responded to the residential alarm call that appears in dispatch records at 2.51, it means he had an unbroken span of an hour and 50 minutes that afternoon during which his whereabouts and activities were unknown. A dispatcher questions Calkins about the Cadillac. After Williams disappeared, his mother called jails, hospitals, morgues, and mental institutions. No one at any of those places had seen him. So she called junkyards and eventually found that one had the Cadillac. At the junkyard, she was told it had been towed from the cemetery and that the cemetery employees said they seen a deputy sheriff taking Terrence away. 
So Marcia Williams called the sheriff's office and, sp- and spoke with Kathy Marchie, who looked up the towing records. They showed that Stephen Calkins had a Cadillac towed from the cemetery on the day in question. On January 16, 2004, four days after Williams was seen with Calkins, Marchie called Calkins on a recorded line. Gotcha. Later, an investigator would review this tape and write that Calkins' statement to Margie were inconsistent with the known facts. In an interview with CNN, Margie would go a step further. I think he's guilty, she said. Guilty as sin. Oh, shit. Blue don't tell on blue. <laughs> one by one, deputies who knew Calkins were interviewed by state investigators. And one by one, those deputies said they believed Calkins had done nothing wrong. Their statements were striking and their similarity. They said Calkins had, a, had not privately admitted to misleading investigators. And most of them mentioned rumors that Terrence Williams had been seen alive in East Naples days after his encounter with Calkins. Their statements smeared one from Calkins himself, who also told an investigator that Williams was probably alive in East Naples. I think he's down there sneaking around in drag or something, Calkins said. Oh, fuck. This dude here, man. One source for these rumors was a gas station clerk who claimed to seen Williams a week after his ride with Calkins. The clerk told a deputy sheriff that Williams regularly came to the Seneca to buy prepaid phone cards and said Williams came in again on January 19th. According to a deputy's report, the clerk said he and Williams spoke for a while and Terrence said that he had to lay low. The heat was on. What the fuck? Terrence left the Seneca in a brown early 70s Cadillac. An investigator followed up and reviewed the surveillance video with the clerk. The investigator saw the clerk on tape, but did not see Terrence Williams. Hmm. What the fuck, dude? This is crazy. CNN asked Kevin O'Neill the longtime case detective and Doug Doug Malloy, the former federal prosecutor about this and other supposed Terrence Williams sightings. Both said there was no evidence Williams had been seen after he met Calkins. Nevertheless, about six months after Williams disappeared, Sheriff Don Hunter, Sheriff Don Hunter circulated a position statement about the apparent disappearances of Santos and Williams. It alludes to legal trouble both men had. Santos was an undocumented immigrant who would have to answer for driving without a license. Williams faced no local charges because Calkins hadn't arrested or ticketed him, but a judge in Tennessee had issued a warrant for Williams in connection with unpaid child support. These men may therefore be purposefully avoiding 
being found by law enforcement, the sheriff's statement said. Julia Parkins, who knew Santos through the coalition of Imokali workers, did not like what the sheriff was implying. That just seemed like an excuse, she said. And honestly, it was a slap in the face to the families. Like others who knew Santos, she found it impossible that he would have willingly left behind his common-law wife and three-month-old daughter. A picture showed him cradling the baby in his arms. He was not a person who was going to abandon her. Lucas Benitez said he loved Apollonia and was very happy about his girl's arrival. They didn't have any problems between them. They were two young people starting a life. They had dreams and plans together. Likewise, Terrence Williams had reasons not to disappear. Terrence's young son, Tyreek, lived nearby with Terrence's mother, Marcia. Terrence and Tyreek played video games and went to the mall together, and Terrence regularly cut Tyreek's hair. He was a skilled barber who dreamed of opening his own shop. His mother was sure Terrence would have called her if he could. She said he used to call her two or three times a day. Marcia did not trust Sheriff Don Hunter. She was not the only one who believed that someone in the sheriff's office was hiding the truth. A former sheriff's office employee who spoke with CNN on condition of of anonymity said people of color had a lot of trouble with the deputies of North Naples in the early 2000s. In the early 2000s. And that black youths had been unfairly followed and harassed. The former employee who worked there while Calkins did said Calkins was merely the scapegoat in Williams' disappearance. I do not think one deputy did this all by himself, the former employee said. When the CNN reporter mentioned how hard it was to persuade other deputies to talk about Calkins, the former employee said, Blue don't tell on blue. Hunter, the former sheriff, said he and his investigators did all they could to find the truth. He said the position statement was responsible, was reasonable given the uncertainty about what happened to Santos and Williams. He recalled meeting with Marcia and said she seemed to understand that we were making an extraordinary effort to try to locate her son. Hunter said he didn't remember any complaints about deputies harassing black youths in North Naples, and he wouldn't have tolerated such conduct from his employees. He said no other deputies were suspected of involvement in the disappearance of Santos and Williams, and he described meetings around the conference table with state and federal law enforcement officials in which they all racked their brains for a strategy that might answer their questions about Calkins. Let's go right now and raid the house, Hunter said. He heard someone say at one of the closed door meetings, raid his house. But they never did because they didn't have a warrant. The investigators were on the edge of violating rights, Hunter said. 
but they held back. The Constitution does not permit us to dispense with rights. He said, even on a law enforcement, even on a law enforcement officer, even if you might hold a suspicion, which of course I did. Hunter served as a sheriff until 2009. These days, he spends much of his time in North Carolina, but he can't leave the Calkins mystery behind. It's not haunting me, he said, but it's never too far from my mind. Calkins loses another job and moves to Iowa. Sometime after he was fired from the sheriff's office, Calkins took a job at the local UPS facility. He worked there until 2013. Just, just wanted to let you know that Calkins quit his job at UPS yesterday. A, sheriff, a sheriff's investigator wrote to Chief Jim Williams on March 29th, 2013. <laughs> An internal email obtained by CNN through an open records request, apparently he caused a minor scene and was escorted out. Hmm. According to an investigator's report, a UPS supervisor noticed that packages were getting jammed on one of the conveyor belts where Calkins was working. When the supervisors talked to Calkins about it, Calkins refused to do what he was told. Instead, he started yelling curses, including fuck you, at various co-workers. When he was escorted out to escorted to an office, he tendered his resignation by writing, I quit. See ya. After getting the report on Calkins' departure from UPS, Chief Williams emailed one of the investigators to ask what kind of vehicle Calkins was currently driving. Without employment, he potentially represents a threat to anyone he blames for his circumstances, Williams wrote. Investigators kept tabs on Calkins and learned that in 2016 that he and his wife had sold their house and moved to Cedar Rapids, Iowa, with permission from their new owners of the former Calkins home. Investigators conducted a search of the Florida property. They brought in cadaver dogs. They used ground penetrating radar. They consulted with Heather Wash Hangley, a forensic anthropologist who analyzed the skeletal remains. They, identif they identified an area near a concrete slab in the backyard where the soil to appeared to have settled in an unusual way. A contractor removed the concrete and noticed that it was of a lesser grade than the concrete elsewhere on the property. Investigators found several pieces of black plastic and a piece of electrical cord, a report said. The plastic and the cord were sent to the FBI for testing, but the FBI said the items couldn't be tested because they'd been underground too long and their texture wasn't conductive to retaining DNA. The search of the yard was one more dead end. There was no human remains discovered, the report said. Well, I'm going to stop there. And, um, wow. This is, this is so, 
in depth. Like I feel like I'm I'm fucking in this shit. Like I'm gonna go home and put on some fucking cartoons because I don't want to be left alone with that. It's so much information, and then I, I like uh, I haven't seen their names, but but um, it is. It just blows my mind how much information was discovered. And some of the information was already, like, we already mm-hmm. know, that, like, some of the shit. But the other things, just, like, the time gaps and the inconsistencies. Yeah, it's, it's, it's... It's crazy how he got... A, and why wouldn't you search the house sooner? That's what I said. That's why I was like, bro, why are we not, why are they not searching anything and everything that this guy is, is in it's possession crazy. of? It's crazy, like, when it's a cop, it's unconstitutional, but when it's not a cop, they, they're doing the right thing. Liars. <laughs> it's so, a problem when I do it. Right. It's cool when they do, do it. it. Fuck, Fuck it. <laughs> and that's, that's the problem. If... Why would you bury? Why would you have that under a slab of concrete? With a plastic I mean. bag and a cord. It's like all the signs are there. They just ain't found the body. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm excited for part three. Damn, we didn't. Even, we wanted well, we to did. do a two parter, but we didn't we, intend on this. <laughs> This is a lot. It's cool, though. I, I like it. I like it. Because it's consistent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, this is crazy. This is kind of just fucked me up because I didn't know that we are going to do a three-parter. So, cool. <laughs> a lot of information. Hell, yeah. Can you? I like this report though because you get different people's um, sides of the story. You get your, mm-hmm. you get his mother. You get the people that knew Santos. You get, you get multiple VOVs. Yeah, and then I like that the witnesses are saying something. And it's crazy that the, they finally they got somebody to talk from the station, mm-hmm. uh, former employee, which is pretty dope. That's good. That's real good. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, with that being said, hopefully you enjoyed part two. Um, definitely go check out the YouTube. Be on the lookout for our Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter, Instagram. And uh, we'll have pictures coming soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <coughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get it out. Yeah. That's the good shit. The good good. Well, until next time, I am Sir Matt. I am Kush. Peace. Goodbye.